FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 384 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked, I'm your host, Jason, the real Iron Fist of Venable. <laughs> and it's a uh, flashback episode, guess what? Yep, still doing flashbacks on the regs with no new comics, so I'm sure Pat is super excited. Though, actually he was catching up to new comics, so maybe he's not as excited as he would have been maybe a year ago. But, um... I don't know if this will necessarily be a bonus episode, it may be a little bit longer, probably won't go a full hour, but I'm going to cover a story that Wolverine is definitely in, and a part of, but not a huge part of, but also the story just in general I was kind of excited about and wanted to talk about, uh, that's the return of Iron Fist and uh, Namor, the Submariner, uh, 21 through 25, um, I think it's actually captioned as the search for Iron Fist, but it's definitely his return after the fake out with the Super Scroll. And um, I was kind of bummed because why I was more than excited to have Grant on for our kind of a bonus uh, 1991 summer coverage of the X title kind of soft relaunches. I really wanted to get him on to talk about these books. I know he was a fan of the John Byrne Namor run, and he had also recently been posting a lot of Iron Fist panels, and so I thought it'd be really fun to kind of get an Iron Fist fan on here to talk about what was going on in this story. Unfortunately, these issues are not in everyone's collection. <laughs> now, while, while it's been a pretty good run, I understand, you know, it wasn't necessarily the most popular book um, at the time. I think it did okay. If I remember correctly, um, and you know, did fine, but it's not something that that is probably considered a classic like some of Burns' other runs. Um, it's been pretty good, I'll say that. But anyway, the main point that I'm actually not getting to very well is that these issues are not on Marvel Unlimited. This comic, the Namor Submariner series, is on Marvel Unlimited, but it stops at like the arc before this, and then. A few arcs after this, I think, um, if I remember correctly when I looked. So, obviously, couldn't really find a way to get Grant to read the issues. So I was uh, kind of going this uh, solo, um, solo bolo uh, for comedy bang bang fans. Um, so, well, it probably won't go as long because when I'm talking to myself, I don't have as much to say all the time. Um, so I guess a little bit of context. I mean, this is the podcast that goes snick. We'll definitely get to the Wolverine here shortly. But um, this Namor series, uh, starting on issue 21 here, I've, I've read all of it up to this point and really enjoyed it. Um, some parts more than others. Um, you know, the first arc opens up with the fighting with the Griffin and kind of setting up the new status quo, as, as Byrne tends to do with all his books. Uh, at Marvel and or DC uh, kind of establishes a new status quo maybe some retcons um, and he definitely does retcons in this arc I'll tell you what um, so that's his MO and you know I really enjoyed it as a couple of issues that kind of like eh, kind of slog through a little bit but overall a very solid run 
um, you know, over the last few years, I've become, oh, I just realized, I was about to say enamored, and I just realized that enamored has the word Namor in it. <laughs> so, yes, I've been slightly enamored with Namor, um, especially going back and doing my 60s and 70s read-through. Um, there's some times when his book is not done well, but he's still always interesting. And, um, you know, Byrne has, has a good take, you know, with kind of the businessman, kind of the eco-warrior um, aspect of, of Namor that, that, you know, plays into his character quite well. And I think aspects of that are, are still used or tweaked even today. You know, like we have, oh, and the aspect right now of Jason Aaron having Namor fight and or be a terrorist, depending on how you spin it. But but fighting rocks on you know and, and the, the big bad oil company um, and their pollution, so I mean some of this and not not to say that Burns the first guy to do that right because one thing he does also is take classic traits and and rework them and, and if you read the sixties and seventies stuff especially like when Steve Gerber had a, a brief run he really spent a lot of time highlighting um, ecological issues as well. So, so that's been fun. It's been fun reading this book and getting to this point. Um, also, been really fun. Um, you know, my Iron Fist knowledge really only goes back a few years. Uh, I had a little bit that I read. Uh, obviously, I've covered some stuff on the flashback, like Sabretooth's first appearance, um, and some of his other guest spots in Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, and as far as it's just Iron Fist, no, no one needs to correct me. Um, but yeah, uh, so I've read a little yeah, spotlight here and there of the burn issues, uh, the Claremont and burn issues of Iron Fist, and then some of the stuff with Power Man and Iron Fist. And I've enjoyed it more this time around than I did as a kid. I thought they were kind of maybe a hokey pair. Just wasn't ready for just how awesome they were. But I will say recently, um, I've really enjoyed both of their characters in, in, in a modern take, right? Um, I've loved Luke Cage ever since Bendis brought him back for New Avengers. Iron Fist kind of popped in and out of that as well. I'm really, uh, the much too shortly lived Power Man and Iron Fist series from a couple years ago um, by Walker and Green uh, was fantastic. I, I miss that book greatly. So I was excited here to see Iron Fist come back. Because recently, uh, thanks to Marvel Unlimited, I've also read um, uh, the Brubaker run, um, the, the one that Aha uh -huh, and Drew, I think Fraction may have written part of that. Maybe I could be mixing that up. I'm not, and no, I'm not misremembering Hawkeye. I just don't remember. I think someone was yeah. But anyway, and then also even the Kari Andrews book I really enjoyed. The kind of giving some new twist on with more of the focus on Kun Loon. Um, you know, and contrary to popular opinion, I actually kind of enjoyed the TV show. Um, I'm not going to say it was the best of the Netflix, uh, but I don't think it was bad by any stretch. I thought it was fine. Um so I was, I was kind of excited to see what Byrne was going to do here with his bringing back of Iron Fist. So I guess that all sets the stage uh, for, for this, this story arc. Um, so we're going to start with Sub Namor, the Submariner, number 21, 
Marvel's first and mightiest mutant is his uh, cover banner. And this is the search for Iron Fist. Um, this issue is... Oh, credits, credits, credits. I think they're at the end. No, they're not at the end. Where are they? I apologize. I'm having trouble finding these credits. Ah, here they are. <laughs> On this big splash page with no title, so it's hiding from me. Um, yeah, so of course, written and drawn by John Byrne and inked. So all the art by John Byrne. Uh, colors by Gwyneth Oliver. And that's all you need to know. Where, who did the letters? It does not say. I don't think Byrne did the letters. Maybe he did. It's possible, I guess. Um, I'll keep an eye on that in the next couple of issues. But anyway, it has an awesome cover by Byrne. Um, it's got the Himalayan Mountains and then a ransacked Kunlun, or Kunlun, I guess however you say it, um, in the background. And then on a cliff, we have Namor and his search party, which includes Namorita, Colleen Wing, and Misty Knight, as we'll find out in the story, and Call My Land, Kunlun on the bottom, or Kunlun. And I never know. I think I feel like the show said Kunlun, and I feel like I didn't like that as much. So I think I like Kunlun. I don't have anything to base that on besides my own personal preference. So feel free to disagree with me. Anyway, this is a very striking cover. It's, it's very John Burney. Lots of detail, lots of scratching around um, in, the, in the architecture. Um, you know, he's good at rocks. It's one of the things, odd thing to say, but John Burney's really good at rocks and mountains and snow and stuff. And so this is there. Uh, it's a nice cover. Um, all right, so in this first chapter, basically... Um, Beholden to an ancient Atlantean law, Namor has the dormant clones of his late wife Dorma destroyed. Because in the arc before this, uh, Dorma returned, but turns out it was just some kind of incomplete clones. Um, and found out there was a bunch more. And that's a, a, a travesty to nature, according to Atlantis. Uh, cloning is no bueno. Right, and so so he also has the body of the scientist who allegedly cloned her, denied an Atlantean burial. So he sends him out like uh, out to the the reef or whatever. He can't be buried in Atlantis because of his sins against society. Um, so he then returns the original remains of Dorma to her underwater crypt. Uh, meanwhile, on the surface world, Logan is eavesdropping on a plant man. Not the plant man, I wrote my notes, but we'll find out later w one of them actually is. Well, anyway, we'll get to that, I guess. Um, but he's eavesdropping on a plant person and a plant man um, before he is discovered and trapped in vines. Then there's a big old business montage. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe that without going into details I don't really want to go into. Um, so Namor meets with Misty Knight and Colin Wing, who believe that Iron Fist is still alive. He takes them to visit Doctor Strange, who confirms that the plant found in Iron Fist's body is indeed the Hilithri, Hil a race of plant folks who were subjugated on Kunlun uh, with this knowledge 
the good doctor cast a spell to transport them to the mythical land. It appears barren and destroyed, but as they look around, they are attacked by a planty, or plant-covered, thunderer, who we remember is Iron Fist Mentor. Um, so I'm going to say the first couple of pages. Um, the opening is kind of the bridge between the last story arc. Uh, Namor is brooding through as he tries to figure out how to handle you know, the fact that his wife is not still alive and his responsibilities both king but also as a, as a mourner. Um, really the first eight pages in, in the physical copy, I think seven or so pages. No, I'm sorry. One, uh, yeah, first first eight pages. Very sad, well-written opening. I mean, it's just really, really sad. Um, of course, always glad to see John Byrne return to Wolverine. Um, we see him kind of hopping around in the shadows and typical alpha flight wear, you know, western wear with a cowboy hat. Um, the Byrne liked to draw him in. And so that was nice to see. Um, really, overall, great art in this issue. Uh, never too fussed about plant people and those types of stories. I've seen my recent coverage of X-Force. <laughs> um, but, in the Dawn of X stuff. Uh, but the story is otherwise very engaging. And it makes me wish I had read more previous Iron Fist. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to know what's going on here. And so, well... I'm counting, and now that I've read all of them, I know we will get some kind of recap stuff that'll be good. But at this point, I was like, man, I wish I knew how Iron Fist got dead. <laughs> or allegedly dead, so I could kind of know what's being changed and what's not, and how, and, and all that fun stuff. But, um, yeah, alright, well, number 22 is, um, what do we got here? This is well, good grief. He really likes to hide the credits in this book. Um, okay, so a little bit different here. Bob Wyacek is the inker, and Clem Robbins does the letters. And he may have done the first letters too, but he wasn't credited, so we won't say for sure. Um, this cover has oddly enough Namor punching. A plant person, a hill three, um, says unless I can unless I can destroy this creature, Iron Fist is doomed. And then in some kind of like glowing bubble, we have a faded Iron Fist, and on the cover it says Root of Evil, and so that's our storyline. Um, so in this issue, uh, Namor, Colleen, and Misty free the Thunderer from the weed and pull it up from the root. The Thunderer, back to his normal mind, recaps the end of Power Man and Iron Fist and the last time that Luke and Danny were in Kunlun. Danny was not himself. He then belays an old tale of a plant ninja uh, with the Thunderer suspicious about Iron Fist and plants in his coffin. His, he is presumed that uh, he was replaced by a plant man. And so they head to the Valley of the Vines to check it out. They are am bushed uh, by bushes but Namor jumps off sorry guys but Namor jumps off a cliff into a river re-energizing himself uh, once he emerges he sees plant pods holding tons of people 
Namor jumps in to save his friends as he fights. He finds Iron Fist among the pods. And on the last page, Wolverine is interrogated by a plant. <laughs> so like I said, Wolverine is definitely in this story. Uh, and we'll have a little bit of fighting to do later, but uh, not a whole lot to do. So, um, alright, so we, we talk about the Thunderer recaps the end of Power Man and Iron Fist, or at least the penultimate kind of story arc, um, and I'd never read that, so I was very interested to see that. So they had gone back to Kunlun to try to restore Danny's powers. Uh, we find that it is being ransacked by a dragon, a red dragon, which um, which was Shai Tang, which was the brother of Shao Lao, I think that's right, which is the fist that Iron Fist, I'm sorry, the dragon that Iron Fist punched the heart to get his powers. Um, so I'm, it doesn't say explicitly here, but I'm guessing maybe that dragon was mad that his brother was dead, and so that's why he's attacking Kun Wood for vengeance. Um, then uh, the Thunderer teaches power, Iron Fist how to meditate to kind of heal himself, and he gets this weird red and yellow costume. It's like the green and yellow costume of the 70s, including Big Neck Finn, but it's red. It does not look as cool, if i got to say so myself. Um, but of course the Thunder is like, it doesn't seem like Iron Fist. So then he recounts the story of this plant ninja, this guy that came into Kunlun in ancient days. It was a powerful warrior, but once he was defeated, he turned and decomposed into a bunch of plants, weeds, and vines. And so it's like, I think these two things are related. And that's what kind of sends them on their journey to the, the plant people and, and where they find Iron Fist in these weird pods. Now we find out these pods are like energy life-sustaining pods for the plant people they put people in there and they don't always replicate them they can sometimes like they will iron fist but really they just drain the people drain their energy and their life force to sustain their plant kingdom so that's kind of what's going on there and uh the wolverine page i mean it's very very brief not really much to say in this issue about him um so moving on to 23 moving right along um, let's see here. The credits also at the end of this one. They are not. Um, where are they? Where are they, where are they hiding? Uh, do, 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 do. Thanks, John Byrne, for always making it hard to find the credits. Oh, no, they're not. They're just small. They're on the first page. My bad. Um, anyway, this chapter is like unto a thing of iron. Um, looks like the same as last I issue, except for Joe Rosas is replacing Glennis Oliver as the colorist. On the cover, we have Iron Fist, Fist, punching through some green liquid, which we would assume is the pod, and then we have Namor grasping a unconscious Misty Knight in his arm uh, in the background. It's a, it's a pretty striking cover. Looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. Nice. Alright, so this one, what happens in 23? Um, Namor fights to free his friends, but is subdued by the plant people. Not not the last time it's going to happen in this story. Uh, Misty comes to and pleads with Danny, who recognizes her in his subconsciousness and focuses his chi to iron fist his way out of his pod. He then kicks some tree bark before collapsing. Meanwhile, the plants have taken over Wolverine's mind and intend to use him as a weapon. There's a lot of fighting. 
a lot of fighting fight in this issue, but it's great art. The Iron Fist stuff looks particularly great. Uh, Burn returning to Iron Fist um, looks really good. Um, it's a nice fight. And we get some more flashback of, of Danny meditating, and as he went to dive into the water and is overtaken by uh, some seaweed there and is captured um, and then, then subsequently replaced. And he's been in this pod the whole time. Um, Burns' plant monsters look pretty great. So, so consistently great art. Um, the fighting, like I said, a lot of fighting, but it looks really good. Uh, particularly after Iron Fist busts out. And um, there's a whole Mars Corporation subplot in the middle that kind of just glanced over. Really not pertinent to the Iron Fist or Wolverine story. I'm sure it'll keep continuing to play in the Namor series after this is all said and done. But, um, yeah, Iron Fist kind of getting his chi and re- resuming his physical strength and then busting out looks great. And then him karate kung fuing and the plant people looks great. And then in the end, we have... So how we find out that Wolverine is under control, he's attached to a, a source root weed, He's all in shadow, and he's jumping around. He's hacking up, weed-whacking a plant test person. And then we see him naked and shrouded in weeds. Um, It's a great last page. Just a hairy wolverine, wild feral berserker, but also covered or wrapped up in weeds like like a poison ivy took him over. Very similar type look. Um, But great art, great pages. Um, Yeah, just, just a lot of fun. Um, so number 24, Green War, um, let's see if I can have a little bit easier time with the credits, it doesn't appear that I will, um, oh, it's at the end this time, so Glynis Oliver is back, the editor is not credited, I'm sorry, the, the letterer is not credited again, but John Byrne is doing his inks, his own inks again, um, Wolverine finally makes a cover, which is very odd for 91. And he's been in several issues now, and not even mentioned on the cover. Here he's, he's, because you know, Wolverine's sold, and has, as we're about to find out next episode, a lot of random guest appearances that he's just, for the sake of Wolverine, trying to sell a book. So the fact that he kind of snuck his way through three issues of this series before he makes a cover in picture or word, was pretty odd. Now he's in both. It's the Submariner versus Wolverine. Um, we have a close-up of their faces and fist. Um, Wolverine growling at Namor, surrounded by weeds and plants. He's got his claws out, but Namor's grappling with his, his wrist. Um, some pretty striking cover. It's kind of almost claustrophobic feeling with how close it is, but it, it works. Um, all right. So Namor and company escape back to the Sanctum Centaurum with Iron Fist in the hopes that Doctor Strange can help heal him. Uh, we find out they didn't just, because it's kind of weird, because you're kind of taking it back if you've been reading along, like, well, Iron Fist is trying to save his his uh, fellow Kunlun people, and now they just take him back to Earth? But we find out that they had freed the rest of the Kunlun residents um, and left them to defend the city after they had defeated the plant people that were there. Um, so Doctor Strange is concerned that they could, um, there could be more heal, 
Hilithri on Earth, and the Doctor Strange maps out where different places Kryloon meets Earth. Namor visits the third place, so basically it's, it's the Himalayas where we know Iron Fist story takes place. There's another place, I think they said in Hong Kong, I forgot to write it down. I'll maybe check in a second. But there's a place that moves around the Earth, like it's always in a different place. And that's the one they don't know anything about. So Namor's like, okay, we got the other two down. The plant people could be there, but less likely, so I'm going to check out those moving places currently in Jersey. <laughs> so, um, that's where he finds that Plant Man and his plant uh, house. Um, and there's. So Namor's. He's snooping around. And a naked Wolverine attacks him. Uh, they have a great evenly matched fight until Plant Man, the human Plant Man, stops it. Uh, the plant people, Hill 3, are, are retconned into his origin. Into Plant Man's origin, that is. So we find out basically that Burns says. Um, you know, back when Plant Man learned to communicate with plants and to, to take over plants, it was the Hill 3 uh, infiltrating, giving him technology that could could work their plant magic. Um, but apparently he has outlived his usefulness to the plant people, so they literally toss him aside as they once again subdue Namor. Um, so again, he's overtaken by plant people. Um... The Wolverine-Namor fight is great. Uh, so we see, you know, Namor kind of sneaking around. And Wolverine attacks him. Naked Wolverine attacks him. And it is a great several pages. Um, it just it looks fantastic. Uh, we know Wolverine is mind control because his eyes are red. But he drops out of a, she a tree in shadow. Um... And I like also kind of a, a, a small catch. Uh, Namor goes by Mac in a civilian clothes, which is a tribute to his dad, Mackenzie. Um, and he kind of looks like a dock worker. He's got like black stuff on, or maybe a cat burglar, a little toboggan. Um, but yeah, he and he and Wolverine fight for one, two, three, four. Five pages until Plant Man shows up. And I gotta say, Plant Man's kind of lame. But Burns design, kind of looking like the shadow a little bit, but like in purple, gray, and green, um, is pretty cool looking. Um, it looks pulpy, but it looks pretty great. Um, but yeah, but those pages of Wolverine and, and Namor going at it, um, they both get their licks in. And Wolverine, I mean, he's, he's not in control, so he's not holding back. So he's got claws out. He slashes at Namor a little bit. Uh, Namor kicks him through a tree and, and picks up a tree and hits him with a tree. Uh, it's a pretty great battle. Um, I'm not one to cry foul. I feel like Namor, maybe not long term, and this actually will be addressed next issue, but um, maybe couldn't hang with Wolverine forever. But I feel like in a brief skirmish, he could, he could hold his own. And, and avoid the claws enough, and he's strong enough to inflict some damage. So I feel like it could be a good a good fight. Um, so I didn't mind it at all. I actually quite enjoyed the battle. Um, so that's going to take us to issue 25, the finale. Um, and on this one, uh, we have a new colorist, Pat Garrahy. And everything else is John Byrne. So, 
Um, yeah, moving to the conclusion, the finale of the issue. We have a fantastically creepy cover where we have this guy, Khan, who's this like mystical mage who we've seen kind of barely in the subplot of the issues. Um, he has some other identities that we find out in this issue that we saw. But he's mind-wiping Namor by sticking his long fingernailed fingers through the back of his head and coming out the front of his forehead. Almost like a ghosty, vision-y type power, but it's uh, wiping Namor's mind. And that's going to definitely come into play, not only in this issue, but the, the story arc coming up that you can maybe see me tweet about later. <laughs> um, but it's a nice, creepy cover. So anyway... Um, Namorina is searching for Namor, is ensnared by the sentient vines of the Hill 3. Uh, back at Plant Man's house, the Hill 3 um, basically taunt Namor, but he taunts them right back, pointing out that since Wolverine didn't kill him, that's proof that he must be fighting their control. So he basically says, you know, the fact that I was able to survive in a fight against Wolverine means you don't control him as much as you think you do. And he's a powder keg. Like any minute, he's gonna he's gonna fight back and and slice and dice and weed whack you guys. Um, and he says, and if Wolverine's willpower can fight you, mine can too. Um, so with his dying breath, Plant Man, feeling betrayed and rightly so, uh, frees Namorita from the vines and gives her his plant gun. He says it's the only thing, because he shot the weeds off of her. It says only this can defeat the Hill 3. So as the plant people monologue about their poison pollen plan, which we didn't know about until just now, uh, Namorina shows up to zap them. It turns out it can zap their weeds, but it can't zap them, because guess what? The Hill 3 gave Plant Man his rage, so of course they are immune to it. Because why would you give someone something that could destroy you? Makes no sense, right? So, as he struggles, however, a stray ray, I'm sorry, as she struggles to, to fight against the plant people while they try to take her gun away, a stray ray hits the vines holding Wolverine and says it can affect the vines and sets them free. Uh, turns out Namor was right about Wolverine, and he begins weed-whacking some plant folk with his claws, like, seriously. Like, there's... Like, you remember the scene from Edward Scissor's hands where he's uh, he's snipping the bushes and he's just like, snip, 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 snip. And in, in great Tim Burton magic, there's just like flowers and weeds like shooting out from behind the bush. It's kind of the, the feeling we get here in this scene. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, so, so Wolverine does his thing to some plants and does some business on some plants, which is pretty uh, great. Um, but suddenly, the subplot plays... Do ex machina in the form of Wizard Khan, who's been kind of wandering around some some secret identities in in the background, um, and he transports Wolverine home conveniently out of the story. Um, he also destroys all the Hill Three, so stops the invasion very very quickly, just like that. Um, he then mind wipes Namor um, and. Uh, including all his memories and giving him basically big, bad amnesia before transporting him elsewhere far, far away. And I think that's going to lead into like the Jay Lee story because he's going to be all savage, uh, hairy, bearded. Because, you know, there's one thing you do when you get amnesia, you grow a long beard. I think that's the rule, right? 
you can't remember who you are, and you don't want anyone else to know who you are. So you grow, you grow long hair and a long beard, because apparently you forget how to shave when you have amnesia. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there to this actual story. But um, yeah, I mean, going through here, uh, Wolverine when he gets turned loose is pretty great. Um, the opening sequence of name Morena flying in front of the moon looks pretty awesome. Um, and her getting taken over by the vines looks great. Uh, Wolverine just kind of sitting <laughs> naked, covered by vines is pretty awesome. Um, you know, before he gets freed. And then, of course, after he gets freed, um, bless you. Um, you know, he just kind of goes at it and it's pretty great. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty great sequence. But then, like, literally, I, I don't know if Byrne didn't know how to end this story or what, but he has the wizard come in, uh, send Wolverine home, destroy all the plant people for this big story that's been going on for f almost five whole issues. He's just like, nah, you know what, that doesn't matter. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, then completely pivots, kind of left turn into what the next story is going to be. So... That part's kind of weird. Overall, the art was really, really good. Um, the comics looked great. Like I said, Wolverine was not very involved, but he had some pretty cool fights. Um, I mean, he got to slice some stuff up. That's what you want, right? And John Byrne drawing Wolverine. Always a treat. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think had this maybe ended a little bit differently, I would rate this a little bit higher. I think... The ending's going to drag it down a little bit for me, so I'm going to go all of these issues. That's Namor, the Submariner, 21 through 25. I'm going to do five out of six claws. Um, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, it's really, really good. The ending's a little dissatisfying, but overall, it was really fun. I'm still enjoying this series quite a bit. Looking forward to seeing what, uh, I believe John Byrne stays on as a writer, but of course Jay Lee taking over the art and, and his 90s amazingness that is, that is stylized Jay Lee, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, next episode is going to be a plethora of Wolverine guest spots. I'm also going to give Mr. Wilson, John Wilson, um, a brief break from Marvel Comics Presents because I don't really like the story that is next. And so I'll give him a break until 100. So I'm going to do the next little uh, MCP story and then a whole lot of guest appearances, like a bunch. Um, I have a lot of reading to do between now and then. But um, yeah, that'll be next. And we'll keep trucking along through the flashbacks. Um, until you know we get new comics again so that's the plan um also on the horizon uh besides marvel comics besides marvel comics presents number 100 we also have wolverine 50 coming up so that'll be exciting um yeah and then we'll keep going with the x-men series um quick plug um, I'm on an upcoming episode, or it may drop around the same day, actually. But I'm going to be on Excaliburus, where I talk with them about their normal books, and also help them launch 90s X-Factor, the Peter David run. Um, that was a lot of fun to talk with them about 
that stuff, so definitely go check that out. Uh, their Twitter is at xcalrose1 um, or xcalrose.podbean.com to go check out their podcast. So just, you know, find them on all your podcasting goodness. Uh, any of your search functions should pull them up pretty close to the top, I would think. That's Excalibros. Um, for the podcast that goes snicked, of course, uh, Twitter is at snickcast. You can like the Facebook page, uh, show notes and stuff, snickcast.podbean.com. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit shorter, but like I said, I always go a little bit shorter by myself. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the breaks. So, um, anyway, until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.